0: What's up y'all, y'all know who it is It's Brian the Theological Giant Welcome to another episode of the City Image Podcast Hope you guys are doing well Blessed and highly favored Saints of the Lord and all that good stuff Christian jargon, I'm throwing at y'all right now Man, spiritual (laughs) Be back at it again Um, To my right, who is with me? This is Young, Nassau County Young, Nassau County Yes That's what's up
1: and we gotta meet Varlene the and Mary.
0: That's what's up Varlene Good Back to see at you again. again What's up, what's up Good, good man Um, Yeah, we wanted to take some time today Just to really introduce ourselves to you guys I know you guys really love our content But do you know who we are? Uh, especially since we do kind of have new faces Varlene is new to the podcast And young nassau county he's been on a couple episodes but i think it'll be a great opportunity to even get to know him a little bit better even myself so we've come up with what five or six questions or so five or six yeah yeah I'm not good at math, but something, somewhere in that somewhere vicinity, in between that. <laughs> somewhere between three to six questions, <laughs> uh, really just getting to know us, man. So this is really going to be much more of a lighthearted episode, but we, our heart behind this is that you would n- not just know the knowledge or, or hear the thoughts that we have on ideas, but know who we are as people. It's a so, relational podcast. The relational, yeah, that's it right there. We're intentional, intentional. We're relational. relational we're incarnational. We're Chanals, organic. we <laughs> all of that. Uh, so yeah, stick with us after the break, man. We're gonna really uh, just dive into um, just exposing ourselves to you guys in a holy way. <laughs> <laughs>
2: influential piece of art you've interacted with?
0: Well, I gotta say off rip it's The Shawshank Redemption. Word. Oh my god, My favorite movie of all time. It's, I mean, there's a lot of art that I've influenced that's been influential to me, but The Shawshank Redemption is a movie that I want to watch at least one time a year. Mm. Um, just because the whole movie to me is... A treatise on hope, and Hmm. if you don't know, haven't seen the movie, man, I feel like I should give a spoiler alert. Or you know, it's been out for like twenty plus years now, so you haven't (laughs) seen it. it. It's a little too late for that. But I would say watch the movie. Um, It's just about a individual who is wrongly accused and locked up in jail. He was accused for murdering his wife and her lover. She was cheating on him. And he goes into jail, and he has to deal with a tremendous amount of trauma um, in jail. And the sheriff is corrupt of, uh, at the jail, and finds out that this individual, his um, dang, what's his name? I should know this. Oh, uh, Andy, Dufresne. Andy, Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his, my fellow and, Andy. Yeah, fellow Andy. Yeah, yeah he's actually. It, it becomes clear that he's been wrongly accused, but the. The sheriff wants to keep him locked up because he's been making the sheriff money and doing the taxes for the sheriff and all kinds of stuff like that. So, long story short, it's a it's a story about persevering under the trials, persevering under the uh, being in a situation that you don't even deserve to be in. But and and in the end, keeping hope alive, and he ends up breaking out of prison and the 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 thing that, that was I re- a spoiler that was a spoiler <laughs> <laughs> that was a spoiler but the thing that's really dope about it too is that he has a friend named red played by morgan freeman who best oh. morgan freeman yeah.
2: uh role
0: and yeah. also morgan freeman like has always just looked 60 like yeah, he was probably, i think he
2: was like 30 in that movie oh, but yeah
0: yeah yeah he's always looked 60 I, I have no no knowledge like yeah i have no knowledge of a young morgan freeman i don't know what a young morgan <laughs> freeman looks like i don't know if anybody knows
1: <laughs> not even a in uh driving miss daisy right
0: yeah i mean uh, i, I show me a young picture of Morgan old old that's back in the day too <laughs> yeah um but it's all good but he's in that movie and he's actually rightfully accused and gets out of prison though after a while he was denied several attempts on to be out because um, you know on good behavior um but he ends up Um, getting out, but he's in a, when he gets out, he's in a situation of like, the world is different because he's been locked up for decades and he almost thinks about committing suicide, but he perseveres under that and eventually in the end, um, you know, they, they end up linking again. There's a lot of stuff that happens, but they end up linking again. But the reason why the movie is so impactful to me is you see guys who are under trials and tribulations. Some deserve, some not deserve, but they... Find a way to persevere under that and not give up hope. So many things happen. I mean, Andy was getting beaten in jail. He was uh, he had an opportunity to have his trial thrown out because someone had actually confessed to the crime that he got locked up for. But the sheriff shut that down by killing the witness. I mean, a lot of stuff happens in that movie, but there's a perseverance and in the end, they end up on top, right? And so that movie just gives me a tremendous amount of hope. It's it, For me personally, I've wrestled with hope in my life. Like, I've wrestled with having hope. There's been a lot of things that have happened and things I'm still wrestling with that in my mind, I'm like, dang, is there is there mm. hope for a different outcome, mm. right? And that's not always clear to me. But every time I watch that movie... you have have to understand these men wrestled with different things for years, decades, Mm. decades. They were locked up longer than I've been alive. Mm. And in the end they were able to, through their perseverance and really in my context, I would say faith, um, find a solution um, and come to a, a quote unquote happy ending. Now we know happy endings don't always take place and there's actually examples of that in the movie um, cause one other guy gets out and he loses hope and ends up killing himself. But at the end of the day, like what, what do we have in life if we don't have hope? Hmm. Right. So Come on. that, that's something that to me, every time I watch that movie, it's like, I don't know what the future holds, but like red, when he was trying to track down Andy after he got out of jail, he didn't know what the future would hold. Right. But he kept persevering. And he actually says that at one point in the movie, like, I don't know you know, as he was traveling to Mexico to find Andy, like I don't know what's beyond that border, right? But I'm gonna I'm gonna step out in faith anyway, right? And so these themes just they they animate me every time yeah, I watch that and film. We need so. stories like we that, need man. stories like that, man. This world is like hopeless. It sucks our hope. Uh, you know, we watch all the tragedy, and, and and it's right to feel sad when we see all these the the, the tragic things taking place because really. It wakes us up to the reality of sin in this world, but there's a gospel, right? There's a gospel of hope. There's, there's uh, God acting in the midst of our um, hopelessness and bringing hope. And so thematically, you see that all throughout the movie. It's not a Christian movie, but it has so many Christian themes mm-hmm. in it that honestly, I feel like at one point I could preach a whole sermon on, on, on <laughs> the Shoreshank yeah. Redemption. I won't, but that, that's me. That's, that's my thoughts.
2: Yes, such a good movie, such a good movie. So, V, what about
0: you?
1: Um, I would say uh, a book that really changed my life is Irresistible Revolution by Shane Claiborne. Okay. Um, that was one of the first uh, Christian books that I was introduced to. It shifted, like, how I thought about Christians and, like, Christianity, because I was pretty new, and all I seen was just what I was exposed to, because I come from... Um, I come from like a traditional Haitian church. Mm. So reading that book allowed me to see that the world is more than just this Haitian church. Mm. And it's, it's more than just this, uh, Western world, like Western evangelical world as well. Like Mm. there are, there are a lot of poor people out there that need to be served. And like Jesus asks us and tells us to like go and serve these people, you know, um, and so Shane Claiborne, he pretty much kind of goes to his yeah, he's whole journey. a very journey. interesting figure. Yeah, he kind of goes through his whole journey of um, his walk through the book and how, like, Jesus has, like, really radically changed his life and how, like, he had to see everything totally different, you know, as opposed to what was being shown to him mm-hmm. um, in churches today. So that really changed my life. He, he goes from, like, going to Calcutta and and being alongside with Mother Teresa Wow. Then he also goes alongside just where he was in um, Wheaton College um, in Philadelphia. He tells you his journey there and just how like he served with a lot of like single moms who were like being kicked out of places. And they were like finding uh, like an abandoned church to oh, be their yeah, sanctuary. Yeah. Seeing how these things were like kind of like very controversial. But like this is how like you are really showing. Um, yeah,
2: didn't he go to Iraq like before the yes, invasion? Yes, he went to
1: Iraq. Iraq as well. Like yeah, our, he yeah. tells you the everything and like how our consumerism impacts the world mm-hmm. when it comes to oh, sweatshops and all yeah. that stuff, and mm-hmm. like how like little kids are like you know being beaten and a
2: very being holistic pretty, vision of right. what, how your faith and your life impacts everything. Yeah,
1: yeah. So like it definitely changed uh, how I kind of honed in on ministry ventures that I wanted to do when I got saved. Um, and it really helped me to see that, like, yo, like, I really need to be helping, like, homeless people, yeah. people with mental addiction, wow. right? Because, like, you don't really see... Like, honestly, like, I never really saw that in the Haitian church. Everything is really proper and it's clean. Kind of and you do those things on occasion, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not an everyday it's thing, right? So, okay, it's this Sunday we're going to. But, no, like, this book charged me to see, to see that, like, this is something that you should be looking at every day, mm-hmm. right? Like, you should be... Seeing a way to be an extension of Jesus's hand every day. Like Mm. it doesn't have to be something exponential, but like when you're walking down the street, you know, knowing someone's name who you walk past every day when you're going to work, like, oh, hey, Mike, how are you? You need something today? You know, actually knowing them and their story. So um, that book was just uh, very uh, pivotal in my life.
2: And yeah, love it. Love it. I feel very unspiritual with my answer.
0: My one really so that spiritual.
2: I, I, <laughs> you were talking about a whole you preached a little I mean, mini sermon out of it. Man. I mean,
0: I made something out of it. Um, let me let me set this for you. Set the stage.
2: My answer is it's a mixtape. From 2007, okay, Ooh. by Lil Wayne called Ooh. the Drought Three. Okay, oh. We need another Wayne drop, right? Your money. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so
2: I mean, for one, uh, I was like 17, 18 when that mixtape came out, and they say that whatever music you were listening to, like psychologically, like whatever music you were listening to around that age is like is like the music that you have most affinity with. So, picture mm-hmm. like The scene in Ferris Bueller where um, where he's looking at this Monet painting and it's zooming in on the woman in the Monet painting and his face and it just keeps zooming back and in and like he's so affected by that painting. That's just me at seventeen, except I'm looking at this like (laughs) weird Lil Wayne mixtape cover. I'm just like, this is this is it. But um, so I listened to that. All right, so I I probably listened to that mixtape. Every single day for like a year. Okay. And it was in the middle of this run that Lil Wayne had, where the New Yorker came out with an article that year of the top 100 Lil Wayne songs of the year. Like mm-hmm. he was literally just dropping music mm-hmm. every single day. Um, and if you were like a high school kid in Long Island, like that was all you were listening to. So, <laughs> a very a whole true. Very story. true. But basically, um, I feel like now I'm gonna go even extra on this. Okay. I feel like that album is the most influential album of the last twenty five years. I'm gonna step away from the mic. Bless me, but okay. <laughs> Whoa! And that's here's all I why. say. All right. So for one, he changed the mixtape game. He opened up the lane oh, of he like mixtape mix He 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 opened up the lane of like going on other people's tracks okay. and remixes and just like demolishing them. Mm-hmm. He. But I what f- was he saying though? All right, that's a whole nother time, but but all right. See, he was definitely the most influential artist at that time, rap-wise, and also where music is now, like okay. heavy auto tune, mumble rap, is literally all you hear. Like it's all anyone who's like under twenty is listening to. Yeah, like that started with Lil Wayne. Like that's like the branch to which I feel like all of music has been so like impacted by. And it started with this mixtape, the Drought 3. So okay. every, you can't
1: see their faces right now, right. but yeah.
0: But I mean, okay, so 25 years before like 2007 is what? 2017. Okay, 2018.
2: so okay. 2018. Well, so no, I'm saying the last 25 years. So that means 1993 on, there hasn't <laughs> been an album that has impacted
0: music. Are I you s- for real right now? As much oh, as that, as much man. as No Wayne. As much as that, you can make an argument for maybe like I well, mean, Nas dropped Illmatic in '94, Biggie and Tupac was that's what they I'm do they what? thing in like '95, '96. You 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 right right you're giving oh the safe answers. You're giving <laughs> the safe answers. That's a very uncontroversial take. i, I that's like, I, right? I, I mean, but would there be a little Wayne if it weren't for these guys who put help put hip hop on the map? Period. Like, during the 90s, you have hip-hop really coming to the forefront as, like, the number one genre where it's, like, you got white people in, like, the country listening to it. And it's, like, the 90s is that era, right? So... I mean, I feel
2: like sometimes we could be a prison of our generation, so to speak. <laughs> oh
0: and I feel like that's a very old
2: head oh, okay. answer. My an answer head. technically
0: these days is an old head answer. <laughs> no, because but here's the thing. But here's the thing, though. I, I'm i one that I love the new school. I, I'll bump some trap like nobody's business, right? I'm not one of those people that's like, Brian, who's your favorite rapper? And who's, who's the number one artist on Spotify right now? My favorite rapper is Drake. Okay. Yeah.
2: Without little Wayne, there's no Drake. Yeah, I mean he's he's not Drake, but but without Lil Wayne, there's no Drake. Like Lil Wayne put Drake on, and uh, it was like all I mean, because of the momentum he had. Okay, kind of like swung. He's like the Kareem to
0: to Drake's Magic. Like, yeah, but I mean, but but then you have to say that he needed that project. You're saying that project. If you were to say that Lil pro- Wayne, I think that project and that
2: just like the the spirit of the mixtape in 2007 put Lil Wayne on. Okay, gave him that platform and then he took that platform and took this random dude from Degrassi and was just like "This, I'm going to put this kid on and everyone was like who's this Drake guy
0: and like okay I mean so I'll agree with you on him because he mixtape wise I mean he had like I don't know how many like what, do you, what, do you, what was the name of that the, 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 he used to do with DJ dedication, Drama. Dedication. De- the dedication mixtapes yeah. I mean he would remix songs on those things that like Lil Wayne's mixtape game is second to none. But that's a far I'm here. I'm fine. No, you can but, say that. but that's a far cry from saying the drought was like the most influential, <laughs> influential project yeah. in the last 25 wow. years. Yeah. I want you to reassess. There are two state. paths in the road. Okay. okay, and I took the one that said that the drought period <laughs> okay. was. It's okay. We're all about overreaches here on city <laughs> <laughs> I digress. I digress. All right. So you
2: can you can email. What's the email address if you want to send hate mail or if you want to actually back my claim up? Because y'all remember, if you were if you were in high school school in two thousand and seven, you remember, you remember. I'm I mean Lil saying. Wayne was I was in the high school. Lil, Lil but Han- Lil, Lil, Lil Wayne was, was hot.
1: You know what I mean? But I don't think like, like 07, he was so like he had saying dropped. real content, you know, like I feel he like he's he like influenced, like you know, the the like the music moving forward. Yeah. But as far as like content, I don't know, like, what people were coming out with before, like, Tupac and Biggie, like, you could really hear what they were saying, and then, you know. Yeah.
0: I mean, so, so here's the thing. I, I, I'm not going to judge based on content, because I know people just have different views. on views. that, yeah. I mean, I, I, you can have a great influence without that much content. So, because for me, in my opinion, like, I think Biggie. Dude, Soldier Boy had more influence, like, if you really, you could roll your eyes, but Soldier Boy
2: yeah, is, like, the he, proto- like mumble rapper, and now yeah. everybody's basically a derivative of yeah. I'm I, I might mean, change my answer. I th- I want to say soldier No, Boy. that's oh, even worse. Nah, that's nah, even worse. Nah, nah, son, nah, That's, that's nah, even nah. worse. No, That'll get you defrocked
0: that. from the podcast. Words. <laughs> so,
2: works. Just, so, yeah, so, <laughs> um, so, all right. Next, we'll we'll leave the tension out there. But <laughs> leave the tension. I, like. I don't know if there's
0: much of a tension. There might be a tension in your mind, but. Yeah. Well, <laughs> second question.
2: <laughs> well, what is your what is your favorite superhero? Right.
0: Me. Okay. Talk to, okay. Talk to the Me. Oh man. So I feel, <laughs> So before this I would I would have said Batman. I would have said Batman just cuz he's Batman, okay? Like he's Batman like that's there's no need to explain that. But now I'm just going to go mad woke with it and say Black Panther because uh, uh, <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> There it is, (laughs) because man, like it's for the culture, man. It's for the culture, no. But you know what, Black um, Black Panther is like the Marvel Batman, though in in the sense that he, you know, he operates in in stealth and even watch that scene in the movie that first scene where he's like on the tree and they're shining a light trying to take him out and he's just taking cats out, you know, um, real stealth like and I, I he has like a Batman esque. Feel to him, but I, I, I like the the character of Black Panther, what he represents. You know, I, I love to see an African king. Shouts out to just putting that nobility on display. Yeah, talk about impact. I mean, yeah, I feel like in, no in, superhero. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? In terms of impact, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a huge comic book head, so I actually did not even know about Black Panther until like there was talks about a movie being made for him and that sort of st- stuff. So I, I'm admittedly, I almost feel like a fake saying that because <laughs> they like, Oh, like, you you know, comic book heads will probably check me like, yo, you ain't really read the comic books. You only heard about them because of the movie, but I'm going to, I'm just going to keep it real. Like the reality is that I, I don't really know about comic book heads until like comic book su- superheroes until they actually make movies about them. So for me, when I really found out about this character of Black Panther, you're talking about a man who is king of a African nation that is the most technologically advanced nation in the world, right? Um, they have eluded colonization, so they have a rich African culture, and they're thriving. And his sister, a African woman, is the most intelligent character in all of comics in, in, in the way that she's able to invent the things that she invents and so you you know and, and this is why black people celebrated this movie so much it, it just represented images of black people that we hadn't seen for so long mm. and plus black panther he's just you know he his martial arts skills are second to none i mean and I, for me i like my superheroes to know how to fight like I'm not like hmm. a Superman guy where it's like he just swoops in, he's got all this strength, he just starts punching stuff yeah, and like that's why I'm not really no that. Conf, there's no yeah, conflict there. Uh, yeah. I'm not really a Luke Cage fan in that way because I don't I don't know maybe Luke Cage of the comics are different, but the Luke Cage in the Marvel uh series on Netflix, which I just heard shout out to Netflix, they canceled that today. Um, (laughs) I just heard they canceled Luke Cage. I was kind of tight.
1: They canceled Luke
0: Cage? Yeah, it's canceled. (laughs) Netflix Uh, is canceled. Netflix, Netflix, you're canceled. (laughs) Um, But Luke Cage was still in his own, like it was like a punch him. Like he just shows up and starts punching people. I like folks that could actually fight. That's why I actually like Captain America a lot too. So for me, one of my favorite fight scenes in all of Marvel Fandom is when Cap is fighting the Winter Soldier in the street. That fight scene is bananas because it's just like straight martial arts, gritty street fighting type stuff. And so that what makes that's what makes a superhero to me. And you get that from the Black Panther. So Mm, that's good. That's That's how I would say that.
2: Yeah. How about you, V? Yeah, so I'm
1: not a comic book person either. So I'm going to just take it way back to, like, what was memorable memorable to me as a kid. And I'm going to say Captain Planet. Oh, my gosh. Captain (laughs) Planet, he's the hero. The power is yours. Oh, my gosh. Right? Tell us
2: about that.
1: I mean, it just was memorable because it was always, like... Earth, wind, fire, heart, oh and gosh. now I'm looking it up, and I'm like, "Yo, I remember all of this, cause like, you know, every yo, you see, Captain Planet was mad woke, and this is back in the day, right? Like, oh,
2: he was woke, but, okay.
1: Yo, Earth, his name was Kwame.
0: That <laughs> <laughs> wasn't represent oh, yo, like bad representation, man.
1: <laughs> representation. Earth was Kwame from Ghana, son.
0: Oh my gosh. Oh man
1: You know what I'm saying Then you got Wheeler From New York <laughs> <laughs>
0: Then
1: you got Linka Right okay. She was when She was from Soviet Union okay. I
0: was, <laughs> So you had a You had a communist You, know what you right? got Warren, you know what A <laughs> communist An African cat <laughs> yeah, You put, a, put them all together On the same Yo that's why right? Then
1: you got G Who was from Asia She was Water Okay Then you got Mate High Who was heart. She was from the Amazon Like mad representation wow. Okay You know what I'm saying We always got <laughs> a plot About something going on Socially or politically yeah. And how we ought to be You know A part of the solution And not the problem Okay And I got these little messages was, As a kid yeah. You know it And it was It was hopeful And it, it had me think You know what I'm saying Like So I'm probably one of the reasons why I'm like all about like, you know, helping people all the time and looking at things, you know, like that really intrigued my interest in looking at like actual problems that I probably would have never thought about as a kid. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you had your villains, like um, Hogish Greedley, right? Like, and that villain was all about overconsumption and greed. Like, look, yo, man. uh, man Woke, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And so, like. Yo, Captain Planet, son. Yeah. Yo, nah. yo, you watch the episode as a kid. Yo, and it just made me feel good to see like these, you know, uh, five characters come together and actually
0: like all powers you know, combined. Right, all
1: powers combined. Like
0: we're united. And, exactly. With come unity. together from <laughs> different
1: backgrounds to take care of a problem that's really impacting people as a whole.
0: Okay, man. So, bro. I gotta run that back, man. Captain <laughs> Planet, I, I know. son, I man. Like, Whoa, I, right? Like, yo, come on, You should, on, mate, no, bro, bro, I should go, go crap, back and watch it. Uh, I mean, look, I, I ain't gonna lie. I, I, I grew up on some Captain Planet, too, and I liked it. You know, my reflections, actually, until you read that, I actually might want to go back and look at it again because it looks like there's some good stuff there, but I felt like Captain Planet was an obvious, like, attempt to... Help like socialize us In a particular way Like get us super thinking On like political issues And, and that's cool But it's like it, It's almost like a, It was like mad preachy Like it was You feel like I, it was kind of like, like, like over, Overbearing kind of I mean, But
1: I feel like you don't think About that stuff when it, you're no, a you kid You, you know, know what I'm saying So like You don't and Maybe as an adult But like to just get a little kid To start thinking about these issues yeah. I think is a good thing Cause like Now what we doing? All we doing now, all the generation's doing now is on Instagram trying to get a photo. Like, trying to get the best, like, selfie look. You know what I'm saying?
0: Back in our day, we were thinking about these things. No, I'm serious. Like, back in our day, that's
1: what we was thinking about. Now all these kids doing is talking about Cardi B. You feel me? And, like, her baby culture. Like, who? I mean, like, okay, great, but... Like let's think about some real things, you know, that are impacting other people.
0: Yeah, no. So I, I feel you.
1: I think it was yo woke so, for back in the day, man. <laughs> it,
0: I I guess for me it's it's almost like how I would look at Christian art, even though I know Captain Planet is not Christian. There's a sense in which like you go for you go to it, and is it is the art good or do we care about it because of what it's trying to do? Mm-hmm. Like. Like for, I think Christians, we look at Christian art. You just took like,
2: it in a that's, a, that's an interesting direction.
0: I mean, cause it's like, we look at Christian art and it's like, oh, it's talking about Jesus. So I automatically like it or I appreciate it. And it was like, but the art itself, like if you look at the actors sometimes in these Christian movies, it's like super corny, Yeah. but it's like, because of it's Christian, we like it. And I, I want to give Captain Planet its props because I did watch quite a few episodes and It must have, I don't really remember any episodes, but it must have had some, something going for it because I watched it, but it's like, look, reflecting on it now, I'm like, why did I really care about it? Like, am I, am I, do I like it because like, oh, he's actually a really dope superhero or okay. He was trying to make me woke, which is cool, but.
2: Yeah, so, want, sometimes if art is uh, is political or has a message and it's too, like, earnest or yeah. on the nose, it could be kind of... Yeah, corny. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, But hey, I was yeah, corny. I corny sometimes. No, but I actually
2: do got to revisit it, though. You, you won me over, Arlene. At first, I was...
0: That's
2: <laughs> <laughs> a legit answer. I'm going to go back to <laughs> you, too. What about I you, gotta, man? I gotta go. I gotta go with little. No.
0: Oh <laughs> my <laughs> god! Lil Wayne, Three, my
1: favorite
2: hero. <laughs> Um, I would say, I would say, Batman. I, I like the grittiness of Batman. I, I, I like the fact that he was very conflicted. You know, he saw the brokenness in the city, and he loved the city too much to, to let it rock like that. So, like, mm-hmm. I feel like he's very real. He's very yeah. authentic. He's very. He's, and a, he's very, a ninja. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, yeah, I mean he, the one with Heath Ledger. Which one was that one? Dark Knight. I feel like that was that was kind of like the first superhero movie to really take it in a very kind of like realistic
0: mm-hmm.
2: lane, where it wasn't just kind of like an action movie, but it really was like like I don't know. I just remember being impacted by that movie so much. So I, I would have to go with Batman.
0: Yeah, I mean that was that's a movie where the the story and the acting was so compelling. I mean Batman is a good superhero by himself, but like that whole movie is just so well put together. Yeah. It 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 helped it kind of helped add to the character whereas like some of the Batman movies that came out Post Batman Returns In like the 90's Like Batman yeah. Forever Batman's not
1: a Marvel Right No that's DC no, It's DC oh, wow. Comics
0: Right, <laughs> We've, right. Really We've already Made all the comic book heads <laughs> I know They
2: like already times. cringe <laughs> Right They
1: cringe, <laughs> <Yeah, they> cringe. <laughs> What <laughs> you say you so wrong, But podcast? yeah yo it's DC Comics Alright so man. Batman yeah. Is
0: DC Comics Yeah that's but why I she I said always, Captain Planet y'all I,
1: your word but <laughs> I feel Marvel. like you know I always feel like Marvel as far as quality they come out yeah, yeah, yeah. the quality is always better than DC Comics mm-hmm. but I like DC Comics right they, even though they do come out a little corny sometimes like I'm, I'm really into oh, Black Lightning right now
0: okay yeah. I like
1: Black Lightning Black
0: Lightning yeah. needs to change his costume because it's the corniest costume I've seen in a, lo- a long time but <laughs> I did f- watch all the Black Lightning I, that to me, I'm not really a fan of the his actual powers, but that that series just culturally was just very relevant. The storyline, so, story right? Yeah. Was just very I good. felt and, the same way. Yeah. So I, I stuck with it because like I just related to it so much. But I don't know. Black Lightning, the superhero, it's almost like almost like static shock. I'd rather they just do like a static shock. Hmm. Like, cause he just walked around with like these lightning powers and stuff. It's just like, all right, <laughs> cool. But the story is dope. That's that's what had me. Yeah. So. Well, moving on to a
2: a similar question. Who would mentor you if oh you God. could? So, who's your real life superhero, but like more <laughs> like who would, if anybody
0: alive, alive, we're, we're going to just stick with yeah, alive. Yeah, stick with
1: alive. Stick yeah. with
0: alive because they're not being like the Apostle Paul <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Well, Well, right, You got to be,
2: you could be fully man, but you can't be fully God. Okay. To, to <laughs> Be an answer in this question so yeah what living person would you want to have mentor you if you could choose any anyone? I, I'm gonna go last yeah. I go first um
1: uh, one of the females that I would say uh pretty influential in the beginning of my walk as well mm-hmm. is uh she was Blair Wingo before but now she's Blair Lynn mm. I was I was really big into uh spoken word mm. when I yeah. um became yeah. a Christian so like P4CM I was always on that website oh, right remember like yeah. P4CM they were popping, they were yeah. popping. like when I in t- yeah. 2011 yeah. Minutes, they still popping, man so I was always on there I actually like when I was in like uh in a varsity like i would actually like i was like large group coordinator mm. and so like i actually would like play mad poetry you, you couldn't have been in inner
2: varsity and not be mm-hmm. down with spoken word goes hand in hand <laughs>
1: so i would play like mad videos by like blair blair wingo or blair Lynn. Now, like mm. you know a lot of her spoken word it spoke to me and um I was mesmerized by her knowledge of the word. I I watched one video where she was speaking about um, how to witness to Jehovah Witnesses. Mm. Um, And I was like, yo, I don't want to get like that. (laughs) Mm. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to like really like shut someone down like that you know (laughs) so um, but now seeing her now how she's progressed and um, she's still doing spoken word and like that piece that she did on her husband's album Mm. like just just how she articulates and that poetry it's just I I love it just seeing her as a woman of of the word yeah that's that's probably who I would try to ask to be my mentor and get some get some words of wisdom from Mm. Yeah.
2: yeah yeah Yeah, for, for me, um, I w- this is going to be kind of basic, but I would have to go with the boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo, Yo now nah, it's nah, getting a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too much. Much. <laughs> nah, Let's say much. I want to get sh- mentored by Lil Wayne, the Carter Four.
2: Um. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm going to have to go with uh, with the boy, Tim Keller. Okay. Tim Keller. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, for one, similar to Varlene, Keller's books and 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 messages and, and they, they're they very impactful for me as I was coming to faith and um, I think the biggest thing for me is that I think it's such a it's always a challenge in every generation to articulate uh, faith in a way that is faithful to scripture but at the same time that really speaks into the questions that our generation and our world is asking and I feel like <clears throat> I feel like no one does that better mm-hmm. than Keller and just like, like the way that he's processing kind of breaking down what's happening in the world and really just like unearthing scripture to, to apply that. Um, I love that. That's something I'm passionate about. I mean, that's something I feel like we're all passionate about. And, mm-hmm. and so, um, you know, for him personally, uh, the commitment that he has, despite the platform, the big platform that he has to investing in the next generation, yeah. investing in people, and, it, you know, I, I really respect that That's something I want to model myself. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely I would have to go with him.
0: Yeah, I think Keller would probably, probably crack top five for me, if not top 10, in terms of people I would love to mentor me. My biggest, uh, like, why I'm attracted to Keller the most is his commitment to social justice, mm. often in a theological space that is not committed to that, right? Mm. So, like conservative Presbyterian reformed kind of space that oftentimes you, you meet this fight to pursue social justice. You hear someone very clearly talking about that. Right. So, I mean, I just listened to his critique of the document on social justice and the gospel Mm -hmm. that we, I mean, we spent the whole episode critiquing that last, last episode, but, I mean, hearing him just even speak out against that, Mm -hmm. knowing that the people who listen to Keller are some of those same people, right? Mm -hmm. He's in those circles. So for me, that's been why I appreciate Keller so much, right? I mean, solid doctrine, outstanding preacher. I I used to go to um, Redeemer Presbyterian for a while back in the day too. So I've listened to him preach, fantastic communicator, but also someone who I think would be concerned about a lot of the things that I'm concerned about mm. in, in, in minority spaces, so... Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, Um What about you, man? Wow, for me. Uh, it's hard for me to, to, to say one person. Um, like, I could probably envision just having a couple of mentors for a couple of different things, depending on what I was thinking about or dealing with or what skill I was trying to improve or whatever, but for me, man, like... I would need like an amalgamation of like mm. different people. So you're gonna cheat? I'm an gonna answer. cheat. Yeah, I'm gonna like give uh, a non-answer. A <laughs> <laughs> non-answer answer. I would like like a fusion of like okay. John Piper mm. and Cornell West. Wow. Like, <laughs> A fireball combination, man! Omg, a fusion. Why? Because you know John Piper gives me that solid. Those are two yeah. of the most eccentric people yeah, I know. around. Yeah. I would like to see a conversation between John yeah, Piper and yeah. Cornell West mm-hmm. talking about big picture issues like theology and faith and justice. That I'd probably pay money to see that conversation. Anyway, um, obviously can we Piper, get that on City. Can you? can you pull that? God, if I if we could pull interview? that off, goodness. <laughs> anyway with Piper you're getting your solid doctrine you know a a robust biblical worldview a a desire you know just a passion for the gospel but with Cornell West you're getting a very sharp mind on the issues Mm. concerning um, black people justice a strong activist mentality Um, and I and I and I don't agree with Cornell West on everything you know what I mean but I would I would love to just sit down and just hear him speak on a lot of different yeah. things, yeah. you know? And Cornel West, he at least claims to be a Christian, so it'd be interesting to see his his take on justice and the gospel in a lot of different ways. Yeah. So.
2: I, just a sidebar, I love Cornel West because he tries to, when he goes on, like, network news, he tries to get way too spiritual, <laughs> and it's so funny. Like, Anderson Cooper... Ask him like, uh, like you know, what do you think about what the president has done? And Cornell just go, Trump is a brother. Because he's made in the image of God, but he's a gangster. <laughs> but who among us, Anderson? You are a gangster too. We all have sin, and you need to repent. Anderson Cooper is just like sweating. Like, what, what,
0: what, what are you talking about? Uh, okay, thank you. <laughs> I yeah, love man. Cornell, man. I know. I feel like it's bridging those two worlds, man. Like of a, even though Ja Piper is, I wouldn't put him in the like a John MacArthur. Anti-justice nah, yeah, yeah, Kind of yeah. Space But It's still this Conservative Evangelical space Versus like a more Liberal Christian Space Yeah, yeah. And f- For so long I've wanted to kind of Fuse those spaces Yeah You know what I mean Yeah So
2: I'm with it I'm with yeah, it. If you can that, find me A I'm living mentor that, that,
0: that can fuse those spaces <laughs> You know I don't know Maybe Thabidi lay Maybe if I yeah. just throw Ooh, that out there yeah. Someone like that Ooh. You know, yeah, get you, get you someone who can do both. I know. Word. <laughs> so, yeah, that's me.
2: All right, so, um, putting in the floor. What songs, what three songs, pick three oh. songs. If you had to pick three songs for the soundtrack for your life, what three songs would you pick? Let's start with me.
1: All right, all right, all right. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So, um, I'm going to start from the bottom up right so my th- no, track number 3 Mhm will be Make him say, uh <laughs> uh na 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 masterpiece
0: but the, I think it's more than Master with
1: P. I think it's it, yeah, yeah, I think it's like the whole crew. I don't yeah, think it's, it's like just, the
0: whole no limit Yeah, the whole oh, no man. limit. Yeah. yeah. The mysticals on there. Everybody's yeah, on there. so
1: Master P with the whole no limit crew. Wow. Make them say, uh that's like my high school days. Yeah. You this know. is
0: this is and Thornberry yeah. coming out. word. You know what I'm saying? Like I
1: really and the thing is like I was just down with that whole down south, that energy. Yeah, the that energy. That crunk. It was just what I was feeling like inside as a high school. And that kid. was an influential
0: track in terms of putting the yeah. south on. I mean, you want to talk about influence? Like yeah. that was one of the yeah. tracks that kind of put that down south yeah. energy more into mm-hmm. the mainstream. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that that would be number. three. Three, right? Now I'm gonna get a little spiritual. Okay. Right. Yeah, you know,
0: we gotta connect. We gotta a connect. <laughs> the it's ratchetness of so, so the spiritual, exactly. you know? Exactly. So <laughs>
1: then, like, you know, let's say after I was like, let's say 1920, that's around the time that I was saved, looking for more, you know, spiritual content, you know. Yeah, but I still needed my, like, you know, little R&B type feel. I'm going to go with Molly Music's Yahweh song, All the Glory Belongs to You, you know. Mm -hmm. And that song was very pivotal because, like, it, it pretty much is, like, it, it's all about like God, you know, mm-hmm. and, and at that time, even though I was like a new Christian, everything was about me. Mm-hmm. So, um, it kind of helped me know that like, it ain't about me. It's about mm-hmm. the Lord and his glory and, and his glory alone. Like I'm only supposed to be living for mm-hmm. him. So wow. it helped me to really like, it really helped me with as far as like career choice. Cause that's, that's around the time I was in college mm-hmm. Career choice and and let's just like how I moved and how I did things, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna go with the little Rita Springer, deep calls to deep. Oh. Okay. All right. Um, so Rita Springer, she's just like your yo, know, she's that charismatic side of me mm-hmm. that I really really. Uh, Is
0: that a gospel song? I it's a know. gospel
1: I'll song, deep calls to deep. but um. She's, you know, she's a Charismatic, like she's that charismatic Side of me that's just like So like Expressive And just loves the Lord And just so like God give me Everything that you want for me Mm -hmm. And like I be needing that sometimes in my life
2: Mm -hmm. You need a song that just just Hypes you up Yeah, she hypes me me up
1: and just Just like the language that she uses And um like the music behind it and just like she like speaks to me in some way. Like that's good. You that's know, what and, and she and Deep Coast Deep is is a psalm and she pretty much like sings the psalm. Mm-hmm. And it just allows me to enter in that psalm in a different way. Like, oh, this is like I can I can really like communicate with God in this song, mm-hmm. you know? And um yeah, it just brings me to another place. So yeah, Rita Springer,
2: Deep Coast and Deep, yeah. Those three songs in a row is kind of crazy. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. right. So
1: everything's hype, yo, you know, but I'm I'm extra hype. So yeah, you know? yeah. That's, yeah. That's really me sometimes. Like the inner me is like all of that in one. Yeah. <laughs> that's
2: awesome.
0: That's awesome. Brian, three songs, soundtrack for your life. Wow. Um, okay. Well, I'ma just preface this by saying these aren't my f- favorite three songs of all times, but they just Songs that I feel like Just articulate My, my frame of mind sometimes mm-hmm. Cause if I was gonna Just do my favorite songs Like they all be Drake songs And like you know, <laughs> Be kind of corny But um, I'm gonna go with New York State of Mind By Nas right. Nas my favorite lyricist Of all time Love New York State of Mind Just cause it just had That gritty New York feel That beat is popping. Nas is just talking about just being a young man in an urban setting. He was really young when he made that yeah, too. He, he was, was really like he's like 18, right? Yeah, some, somewhere around there. Uh, mm-hmm. on his first album, Ilmatic Classic. Um and it just had that, you know, for me the young young black man walking around the streets of Brooklyn, man, I just be in a New York state of mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it just captured my whole urban space. Uh so I, I love that. Um, two, I'm gonna get spiritual. too i I'm gonna get spiritual. Um, A song again, again, not one of my favorite gospel songs, but a song that's so real to me is Hope's Anthem by Bethel Music.
2: Hmm. Uh,
0: Again, on this theme of hope, this theme of hope is so, you know, like I I mentioned with the Shawshank Redemption, it's so real to me. Uh, That song is just talking about the hope of Jesus Christ and, you know, the hope of Jesus Christ uh, being man's only hope and bringing hope to the to to the, the poor the off, the orphan the widow all that so every time I, I listen to that song and i'm in a place of depression or i'm in a place of hopelessness it picks me right up man like it it, it brings me into that place of mm. you know worship so that's real key um and the third one i'm going to go with i'm going to go with i need a girl by p diddy <laughs> <laughs> i need a girl too. Bye.
1: Bye. 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 I need a girl. That's self explanatory.
0: <laughs> Cause as a thirty one year old single man, I be like, Where she at Lord? Um even though I have been getting more content with my singleness. I've been doing better in that area. But uh that's that's a soundtrack to my yeah. life. You know what I mean? I feel that, bro. Um and it was like a remix to it. So they both of them songs was, was, was dope. So Who was on that remix? Oh man. It was a c cu- so I'm trying to... I know there was I know Usher was Moon was on it, right? Moon. was yeah. on Loon. it. There was a couple, yeah. It was it was a it was a jam, early 2000s jam. Man. That that that's took it, on a real uh, you know it I, I I I relate to that song for entirely too much of my life. I, mean, I kind of <laughs> wish like I stopped relating to that song a long time ago, but I still relate to it. So anyway, God's that's gonna my make three. a way. God's gonna make hey, a way man, hope. Hope's anthem, hope.
1: mean... <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh yeah, so likewise, I mean, I'm just thinking when I wake up, what's the best alarm clock, right? And that's um, "Annie Up" by M.O.P. <laughs> um, even if it's just the instrumental, yo, I'll wake that, up with that, that as the that, alarm that clock. That instrumental, I, will, I should make like, that my d- alarm d- man because I'd be having
0: trouble. <laughs> like that would be. <laughs> that's no That's bad. Yeah, so now the content isn't exactly Christian, and we don't necessarily condone that here on City News. <laughs> Not necessarily. We shouldn't be robbing people. Uh, but that that song is a pretty crunk song.
2: Yeah. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna go into the enemy's camp, and we're gonna rob him of what he took. <laughs> that's how I interpret. You that's, 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 that's a Christian song. You got a Christian. So Christian uh, so basically. Um, yeah. Secondly, and this is kind of like on a on a deeper level, um, "Stay and Wait" by Hillsong, the acoustic version off their okay. their Zion acoustic album. Um, I actually, my dad passed away in 2014 mm. uh, from cancer, and like during that time, that album was just like on mm. repeat, and it was something that carried through and really just kind of like brought me to my knees, brought me really low, just like seeking God, but also kind of like carrying me. And um and, and to this day that album and also that song is just something I continuously just go back to in times that I need to just kinda really hand everything over to God. So mm. um so Hill Song, Stay in Wait. And then um this is this might be my favorite <clears throat> I had to pick a song for my favorite album. Um it's a s it's a short album. It's called the song is called The Motive, Used to the Melody by Sango That's and a dope Xavier song. Omar. That's and a dope when song. he released it, he was called Spazzy Rocket for the for the day ones. But I, um I have
1: no clue what you're talking <laughs> about. But uh it's
2: it's a really it's a really great song, a really great album, just like the best like driving music, the best yeah, kind of like chill backup chill music. So in the whip. If there's music, like an bro. extended montage of like Kind of yeah. like B film of like my life. I feel like that song would be kind of just vibing in the background. Yeah, off of that. So that, That's a, that my, was a
0: Drake like song to me. So it,
2: yeah, yo, that, that whole album was was sick. Um, what they did with that. So um, so um, we we said it was a light episode. This is a little bit of a deeper one, but but but, but we're gonna keep it um, <laughs> keep it real right now. So how, for you personally, how has coming to faith? shifted the way you view life general question mm. interpret it how you will how has coming to faith shifted the way you view life so you want you want to get started brian
0: yeah 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 so i came to faith freshman year of college howard university long journey there but i came to faith during that time and during that time i was struggling with anxiety attacks. I used to have panic attacks. Um, At the time, I was seeing a therapist trying to think through how to deal with that. And at the root of my panic attacks, for me, was this sense of chaos in the world. Uh, There was just this thought operating in my worldview that things were random and uncontrolled. And I needed to just fear what was right around the corner because I never knew hmm. what was coming right around the corner. And so I kind of lived in a state of paranoia, uh, just always fearing what would happen. And there was a sense in which life was just chaotic. Yeah. And when I became a Christian, um, it took a, it took some time. I mean, it would be a couple of years before I stopped having anxiety attacks. But during those couple of years, my worldview began to build slowly, and it was centered on the sovereignty of God, really. It was centered on the idea that God was in control, that I wasn't living in a world filled with random acts, even though to me it seemed like things were random. Hmm. Behind it all was a plan, you know, and even the things that were terrible was a part of God's plan for a greater good that he was ordaining. And so that eventually led to less and less anxiety attacks until, you know, it came to the point where I stopped having them, you know what I mean? So for me, it's why I'm so big on theology. I I love studying the Bible because I recognize that the building of your Christian worldview leads to um, mental health, stability leads to a vibrant faith, all those things. Now, I'm not not against medicine. I'm not against people, you know. I think God works through things like that, Mm. works through counseling. I've been in many seen a therapist many times in my life. I'm not saying I'm a hundred percent there, but I know that I would be in a way worse place mm. if I didn't have a solidly biblical worldview, mm. you know? So that's been the biggest change for me since becoming a Christian. Mm.
2: That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, I would have to say, you know, just kind of peace in my identity. Mm. Um, I think that, so I, I similarly came to faith when I was in college, I was about 19. And uh, for me, I was in a in a season where I was really just trying to, um, I guess, figure out who I was, you know, but but I was really insecure and trying to fill those insecurities with a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I found my identity in anything from academics to people's opinion of me to um, to sports, to art, to uh, to career um, to even just kinda like being f- like philosophical and and, and, and figuring mm-hmm. out life and seeing life from a different worldview and stuff. And um for me personally, that was very, very, I guess honestly anxiety inducing. Mm. It was very uh shaky, it was very unstable. Um, and it was very fake. And uh for me personally just you know, coming to Christ and, and seeing that my identity was rooted in something outside of me and mm. it was given to me by God um, and that I was fully known and fully loved, you know, in the gospel. Um, that was something that I couldn't find in in those mm. other places. And um, and so really, you know, I, I think about kind of the security, the comfortability with who God made me to be um, and how that's really just affected the way that I see the world. And, you know, you're able to just love people and have freedom in that and 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 you know even you know realize who you are you know um and so i would say that would be probably the biggest the biggest impact you know in terms of just how i live my life on a day-to-day what about you v
1: the biggest impact on um that my faith has had on my life is uh living in purpose for him Mm. um you know uh, i got saved around when i was 17 i think we pretty much got saved all around the same ages and at the time i was pretty self absorbed um, uh-huh. i was a big music head right like i had the aspirations that many uh, high school kids have so like i wanted to do music like full time so mm-hmm. i was like actually an intern at sony bmg records at the time okay. and like that's all i wanted to do was like that high life and money mm-hmm. and fame yeah. and being in those type of circles and then I got saved mm-hmm. and all of that changed. You know, now I now I realize that, like, oh, like, it's not all about me. Mm-hmm. It's about God and his church and yeah. people. Yeah. And so um, it, it really allowed me to see that, like, there's more to life than me. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: You
1: know, and I think a lot of people like it, deny that like they actually feel this way in mm-hmm. life but like it's for real because like mm. and it, it also showed me that like myself like my um my nickname in high school was impatient. Right. And you're only impatient because you're so self-absorbed because mm, you feel yeah. like nobody mm, is important. and you. S- yeah. you know, yeah. you feel like nobody's important. Like you're the only important person. Yeah. So yeah. I need everything the way I need it and how I need it and in the time that I need it.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. So
1: that's kind of like how I was a lot in high school. And I got frustrated all the time. Like I would drive myself crazy. And it got to a point where like it was really like toxic, you um, know, yeah. like self-absorption is toxic, really is. even Talk in the minute yeah. way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's toxic and so that shift of it's not you it's now you like focused on God being the main person in your life that you live for like you're no longer living for yourself but you're living for God Um, definitely uh, changed the way I moved and talked I mean it's like and the thing is it's still a journey like I still struggle with a whole lot of that self-absorption it's 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 like but like that definitely changed my life and, and seeing that like there's more to this life than me and and there's eternal life and and I'm gonna actually see him mm-hmm. and that hope and seeing him and that yeah. so um yeah.
2: There's crazy That's freedom so. in that.
1: Yeah, a yeah. lot of freedom. When you're liberated
2: from being self absorbed. Oh, it's absolutely. So dope. Yeah, yeah. It's so dope. That's dope, man. Yeah. Well,
0: That's about it for this episode. Yeah, and I want all y'all to at me about Lil Wayne. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. He's here here for all the smoke. (laughs) He wants all the smoke concerning his Lil Wayne claim. Um, But yeah, uh, so definitely, guys, we're, we're interested in doing mailbag episodes. And, you know, we want people to not just consume content, but know who they are listening to. So if you have any other questions, you know, you can email us at City Image Podcast at gmail.com dot com. We on social media: uh, The City Image on Twitter, The City Image on Instagram. Uh, so, I mean, we're on Facebook. Search City Image. So you can get in contact with us, send us a message, and share our content, please. You know, we we're really depending on word of mouth. We're really depending on people who feel in us to just tell other people about us and what we're doing. So please tell your friends. So yeah. Um, this is Bryant, the Theological Giant. Young Nassau, Karen.
1: Varlene, the Wild Thornberry. What up?
0: All
2: right, man. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.